listening to the Good News Project podcast with Matt Jackson. You can send Matt feedback, topic suggestions, and prayer requests at goodnewsprojectfeedback at gmail.com. Here's your host, Matt Jackson. Hello and welcome to the Good News Project podcast. My name is Matt Jackson. Good to have you with us again this week. We're in a week of transition, and I think we've all been involved with transitions at different points of our life, whether it's going from being a kid to a teenager, a high school student to a college student, being single to married, going from kind of younger to middle-aged, middle-aged to elderly. We always go through different types of transitions. And I've got a story about transition this week that that I think a lot of people can relate to. I think a lot of people may be going through transition phase right now. And I hope that, you know, this can be, um, you know, this can be a positive reflection for you. I had never been unemployed in my adult life. I was lucky enough to be offered a job by CBS after my college internship there. And I had never even sniffed a resume or a job board or had to be part of anything resembling an employment interview. I thought when I was laid off from Clear Channel in August of 2013 that I would land on my feet quickly. I was contacted the very next day by another radio station in the market that wanted to hire me full time. A couple weeks later, a formal offer was given and I was thankful for the opportunity. I accepted the offer and I had even written a long blog about my new beginning, which I still have saved on my Mac, by the way. I'm not sure that I'm ever gonna put that into the ether, but it exists. I was ready to post that blog just a day before my scheduled start date when I received a phone call from the station's program director that unfortunately, even though he wanted to hire me, the station owner had changed course and decided to stay with his current lineup for the time being. That, That really stung. It was at that moment that I knew that for the first time ever, I was really unemployed. What a frustrating and depressing existence unemployment is. There, there's just so little human interaction when you are trying to find a job. All you do is you fill out online application after online application and you write cover letter after cover letter. I counted 379 unique cover letters that I wrote in 2013, 2014, I applied for jobs in 25 different states. I applied for radio gigs. I applied for communications positions. I applied for social media positions. I applied for marketing positions. I applied and I applied and I applied. And I wouldn't even need to use my toes to count the number of phone calls I received from employers based on those applications. I now own a litany of robo emails from companies thanking me for applying and wishing me the best. So I've got that going for me, which is nice. It's interesting, I still receive rejection emails every now and then, and it's usually for a job that I I applied for more than six years ago. 
So hooray for workplace efficiency. I thought maybe when I was out of work, I thought maybe I could find a job with University of Houston Athletics. Anyone who knows me knows my often irrational passion for my school sports teams. When I was in college in my early radio years, I was given the nickname Cougar Matt by radio hosts in the mid 90s. I was a frequent caller and pretty much that moniker stuck with me ever since. No one in Houston sports media had volunteered his time for U of H more than I had since 1999. And although I didn't always get along with everyone in charge on Cullen Boulevard, I always gave them a forum on my show, despite the loud and frequent objections of my co-hosts and most vociferously my bosses. I had the football and basketball coaches as weekly guests, even during the leanest of seasons. Did I think I was boring 95% of my, off, uh, my audience with Ray McCallum or Art Bryles exposing coachisms and cliches that would make Craig Biggio blush? Of course I was, but if I didn't give U of H the form, I didn't knew no one else would. One of my prized possessions that I have in my office is a handwritten letter from then U of H football coach Dana Dimmel thanking me for the positive press coverage during what had been a down season for the Cougars. Dana is a really good dude. His football record be damned. I also gladly served as MC and moderator for umpteen U of H road tours and special lunches and dinners because other media people, including U of H's own broadcasters, charged a fee when they served in those functions, and U of H knew I would do it for free. I did it because I loved my school. I did it because some of the close relationships that I've developed with friends that I met at U of H events, and I did it literally with less than a day's notice on several occasions. I don't know, maybe I thought I was due a break or a solid or a favor for my alma mater after the time I had given them since 1999. I, I guess I was naive or I just held too high opinion of my worth. I sent an email to the U of H athletic director at the time and I told him I would like to help them sell tickets. I had some ideas to help fill the stands and I thought for sure with a new stadium opening up that they would need help in that area. I got no response. On a cold February afternoon in 2014, I took my then one-year-old son to a triple header of U of H basketball games. Yes, I know some would consider this child abuse, but bear with me. I was trying not to lose him completely to LSU. We sat alone in a section behind the U of H basket in a three-quarters empty Hoffines Pavilion as U of H played Central Florida. You could actually hear my son's Yo Gabba Gabba video playing on an iPad over the sound of the basketball. That's how empty it was. At halftime of the game, I decided to take my son for a stroll around the concourse because I could tell he was getting restless. As I got up to get the stroller, I noticed that the athletic director was sitting six rows behind me by himself. He didn't look like he wanted to talk to anyone. I can imagine he was frustrated by what he was watching from his basketball teams that day and the direction of the programs. Still, I thought I would stop and say hi, and I did. And I reminded him of the email I had sent and that I would love to come sell tickets and help U of H. I never got a response to my initial email. I never got a response from the follow-up conversation, so I moved on. Well, in June of that year, another job with U of H Athletics opened up. This time, U of H was looking for a marketing director. Who on planet Earth would be more qualified and passionate to market and sell U of H athletics than me? And I was jacked up for this potential job. 
I formally applied online for the position, just like anyone else would. I sent emails to everyone at U of H Athletics who had always been asking me for favors over the years and mentioned to them that I was extremely interested in the job and that I would make a huge difference in helping them generate revenue. I was not asking to be given the job. I merely wanted an opportunity to interview for it. I put together a thorough 25-page marketing plan and delivered multiple copies to key individuals with the athletics department. And I had vetted the plan through several marketing geniuses who also happened to be U of H alums and also happened to be the gold standard for event marketing in the city of Houston. I had the support of U of H president, Dr. Rena Couture's then chief of staff and the U of H Alumni Association president. They have both reached out to U of H athletics administration on my behalf and told them I'd be perfect for the position. I was told by a friend who I trust implicitly and who receives a paycheck from UH that I was gonna be given a formal interview for the job. I was ready. I was focused. I was gonna knock this interview out of the park and start a whole new chapter of my professional life. I was invited, uh, invited to lunch at Buffalo Wild Wings in Midtown with U of H Athletics Communications Director. I assumed he was gonna be interviewing, interviewing me about the job, but I assumed incorrectly. The interview never came. My lack of experience in a college athletics department was a concern for the people above him. The people above him never had the decency to return an email or a phone call before they hired the extremely experienced 26-year-old who lasted a whopping five months at U of H. My 30 years of living in Houston, 25 years of U of H fan experience, U of H communications degree, and 15 years of sports event planning, sales, and marketing just couldn't hold a candle to the vast resume of someone who graduated college in 2010. I felt like because I was no longer on the radio, I was no longer of use to U of H athletics. It was pretty devastating. I, I may never be accused of having faith like a mustard seed, but I have been in constant hope and prayer that someone, anyone, would just look at my body of work and feel like I could help them. And after 13, 14 months of Dryness of the desert, I received a phone call from New York in late October from a woman representing the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America. They had read my cover letter. I wish every recruiter would actually do this. And they were really moved by the work I had done with several Houston area children's charities. They asked if I would be interested in interviewing for a job in their Houston chapter. I interviewed five times with five different people in four different states over a six-week period. And by Job, my patience was rewarded. After 15 months of sitting in my kitchen, staring out the window, wondering if I had any kind of future, I finally found someone willing to give me a shot at a new career. It may not have been the job that I would have chosen for myself, but it was a lifeline and some much needed stability for myself and my family. We are all in a season of transition. We've transitioned to new leadership as a country. We are still transitioning into how to live in the throes of a pandemic. Maybe for you, your transition is personal in your family, with your marriage, with your kids. The good news this week is we have a God for all seasons, and that God does not transition in and out of our lives. He is omnipotent. He is omnipresent. 
Psalm 46, one through three says, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in, in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. Think about the peaks and valleys of David's life. God was present when he slayed Goliath. God was still present when he screwed up and cheated on his wife and murdered his mistress's husband. God did not quit on him. There are so many scriptures in the Bible that reassure us that our Father is with us in and out of the transitional phases of our lives. Joshua 1.9 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Philippians 4.6, Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And in the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Isaiah 12, 2, surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Sometimes what you perceive as the end of your life, something that you just can't come back from, is just a new beginning. I know there are probably other people like me who have gone through or are going through a transitional phase of their personal and professional life. And my hope and prayer would be that they know, that you know, that there are always people out there who care about you and will see you through to the other side. And if you don't have that person in your life that you feel like you can go to, take your knees and go to our Father. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. The good news this week, my friends, is though we all change, seasons change. God does not. The invitation is there for you now and forever. Something to read this week, book Jesus in Blue Jeans by Lori Beth Jones. It's a great daily devotional that takes a deep dive into the human qualities of Christ. Think of it as real world relatable scripture. It's a great read for anyone, whether you're a Christ follower or not. In fact, it might be a good purchase or recommendation for a friend who is perhaps intimidated by heavier spiritual material. Something to watch this week. It's not the first time I've gotten hooked on these, and it probably won't be the last, but Netflix has all four seasons of The Twilight Zone available to watch. I think you can catch it on the Sci-Fi channel as well. I've been watching one or two before I go to bed at night. And I love these kind of evergreen shows that are not interconnected episode to episode and that you can just pick up, digest, and move on, kind of like Law and Order. If you somehow have never seen or heard of The Twilight Zone, it's basically science fiction with a moral lesson or message at the end. As always, I am incredibly grateful for feedback. You can always email me things you like, things I can do better, or things I can be praying for to goodnewsprojectfeedback at gmail.com. Or you can hit me up on Twitter at MJ, the number four sports. That's at MJ four sports. Shout out to all of my cousins living way up north in Delta Junction, Alaska. Love you guys. And if you happen to be listening on Spotify or Apple Pod, would appreciate a review so that hopefully we can help other people find the pod and sharing the good news. I'm always appreciative of each of you who do me a solid and share the podcast by word of mouth or by sharing it on social media. Thank you so much for listening. 
Until next time, this is Matt Jackson saying so long, and thank you for listening to the Good News Project podcast. Tell me something good. You've been listening to the Good News Project podcast with Matt Jackson. To reach out to Matt with feedback, topic suggestions, and prayer requests, email goodnewsprojectfeedback at gmail.com. Tell me that you like it, yeah.